Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. New year, new name. Yeah. I know you might think this is funny, but for seven years, Mark and I have broadcast a weekly radio show, terrestrial radio show called Jill on Money. And my website is called Jill on Money. So for some reason, when we were launching the podcast to begin with, we wanted to differentiate. We wanted to make it, oh, this is the podcast and that's different than the radio show. But now we sort of had one of those duh moments and we said, why are we doing that? We need to align everything with one brand name. This is it. This is what you got. Jill, me, Jill Schlesinger, on money. Talking about money and the way that money can actually impact your life. And hopefully you understand that I don't think that money is the most important thing in your life. I just think it's something to take care of so you can concentrate on all the other good stuff that goes on. We're going to keep talking to you because we love hearing from you, your calls, your emails. So here's the deal. You got something going on in your life. You want some help. Just send us an email. Our email address, askjill at jillonmoney.com. Askjill at jillonmoney.com. Okay, so part of the transition is we are going to be bringing on a new sponsor. We're not telling you who yet. But this is a very exciting time for the program, and that is what we are very focused on. Okay, so it is a new year, and I know that you know all the things you have to do, but can we just have a quick, just a few things, let's get this out of the way. Let's first of all try to say to one another, let's make a pinky swear, that we are going to not let money take on outsized importance in our lives. We are not going to be controlled by it. Money is a means to an end. It is not the end in and of itself. Really, if you want to get a real leg up on what's going on in your financial life, here's a few things you need to be thinking about. Number one, figure out the money that's coming in and going out. There are a zillion apps They're all over the place. Some are free, some are paid apps. If you think that you're the kind of person who just needs to track and get into it, you'll probably find the free one perfectly reasonable. If you think you are the kind of person who will pay more attention, if you actually have slapped down some cash for that app, then do it. I did that for Headspace, the meditation app, and I really did stick to it for a while. But then again, I decided, well, you know what? Actually, I'm crazy. And so maybe I'll just throw my hands up in the air. No, I'm going to go back to it again. I don't know if I'll do it with Headspace. Something. I'm going to get Zen in 2019, I think. Anyway, if you want to get Zen with your money, all you need to do is track that money coming in and out. And then you want to address your big three. You want to pay off that debt. So whether it's credit card debt, whether it's auto debt, whether it's student loan debt, Get a plan in place because only by looking at your money, how much free cash flow you have, can you figure out how much you can slap down on your loans? Get rid of that debt. At the same time, you've got to have an emergency reserve fund, six to 12 months of your living expenses. You know, it's kind of hard to figure out how big an emergency reserve fund you need unless you've gone to the very first step, understanding how much money you spend on a monthly basis. Okay, we pay down your debt. Emergency reserve fund of six to 12 months. Do not invest that money. That is in a safe place. Savings, checking, CD, safe place, money market even. Okay. Third step, 
maximize your retirement plan to the best of your ability. So if you are carrying a buttload of student loan debt and you work for a company that provides a match, I would highly encourage you to use that match because it's free money. So use the match and also you have to deal with the other two pieces. So where are we? You're going to track your money. You're going to then, one, pay off your debt. Two, establish an emergency reserve fund. Three, maximize your retirement contributions to the extent that you can. If you are married and someone is relying on your income, or even if you're not married, if you're single, maybe you're paying for your, your brother, your sister, a parent, if someone's relying on your income, get insurance coverage. Last year, we interviewed Jennifer Fitzgerald from Policy Genius. She was awesome. Check out Policy Genius. You want to get some cheap term life insurance. If you have anyone in your life who you care about, you will actually create a will, a durable power of attorney, and a healthcare proxy. Okay, so now let's say you've done all of that stuff. You're maxing out your retirement plan, and that means you're putting away, is it 19000 this year? Oh, my God. You're putting away $19,000. What else can you do? You can open up a supplemental retirement account. Maybe that is a backdoor Roth. Maybe that is just a plain old investment account. If you need help along the way with any of these steps, it's 2019 and we are still here for you. You can just send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com, askjill at jillonmoney.com. And now for the first caller of the new year, it is Jim from Ohio. You're listening to Jill on Money with Jill Schlesinger. Okay, Jim from Ohio, what can I do for you? Okay, well, um, my wife and I were talking uh, a couple weeks ago, and we realized that we have about three more months left on our mortgage, and then the house is totally paid off. Woohoo! Yeah, I know. Exciting, huh? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, 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 we're pretty excited. So, and I was, and I, I've been listening to your show for quite a while now, and I was just trying to think what possible things could I be doing with that money as opposed to just blowing it, which we are going to blow a little bit of it because we've been pretty frugal. Yeah. I mean, like 20 plus years. Enjoying is pretty great. So what was the payment that you were making? So how much, how much money is now freed up on a monthly basis? We're talking about uh, approximately 1800 a month. 1800. Okay. Tell me a little bit about yourselves. Uh, Are you working right now? Uh, I'm working right now. I have, yeah, I probably have somewhere between 10 and 15 years left. My wife is already retired. Ooh, good for her. Yeah. Well, How'd she yeah. get to get out early? Wait a second. What happened? Well, she did her time. She she <laughs> did uh, she did 23 years with um, with the federal government. So. Oh, you know. so she's got a pension. She does. She does. And tell me about you, her pension plus your income. Total income yeah. for you guys is about how much right now? Yeah, um, that's um, just under 150 a year. And that's plenty of money. You don't need to, you don't have to pay any other bills. Your mortgage is now gone. What about kids or parents? Anyone you're supporting? We have approximately one more year of college to pay uh, for my son. That's about $30,000. Everything else is going to be covered by the 529s that we had for the kids. Do you have that $30,000 set aside? Uh, we, we can easily generated uh yeah we could we, we could pull it out of emergency savings if we need to or we can pull it out of investments no problem we're mm-hmm. also continuing to contribute into his 529 why are you doing that 
Well, to potentially cover the, the, the final year of college for him. Okay. So just so I understand this, tell me how much money in emergency reserves? What's in the, the sort of safe kitty? Safe kitty, uh, it's around 50K. Okay. How much in taxable investment fund? Yeah, uh, just over a million. Okay. And how much money in retirement assets? Uh, combined, my wife and I, um, what is that? That's uh, about 1.2, 1.3 million. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about looking ahead, you said you're going to work for, say, another 10 or 15 years, which is awesome. Is this 150 grand a year about what you think you need to live on? Is that about the right number, you think? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. actually, I think so. Okay, yeah. great. And when you retire, will you be entitled to any pension? Pension, no. I'll just have my 401k. Okay. And is she, does she not, is she not entitled to Social Security because she's a government employee or was rather? Co- correct. I, I believe that's the case. Yeah. So if I were to tally up her pension plus your future Social Security, how much of that will you guys be entitled to uh, when you retire? Oh, that's a good question. Thank you. Yeah, I really have no idea what my Social Security benefits Okay, so do me a favor. Just go to ssa.gov and check that out. The reason why I'm I'm working backwards here. So her pension is about how much? Uh, I I, I think we're bringing in uh, somewhere between 40 and 45 a year. Okay. So let's say that she's 40 to 45. Let's say that on top, let's say, let's call it 45. Let's say you get 25 from Social Security. I'm totally guessing here. Okay. So that you'll have about 70 grand pre-tax. So you got about half of what you need pre-tax. So we need to generate from your assets, which are going to grow. You're maxing out your retirement plan now, right? Oh, yeah. I've been maxing it out for five years. Jim, how old are you? I didn't even ask you. Uh, I'm turning 50 in a month. You look so good for 50. I've got to tell you that right now. You look well, awesome. I have a face for radio. So. That's it. The, listen, believe <laughs> me, it's not a bad thing. Trust. Uh, okay. So you're going to be putting away the max for another, as you said, 10 to 15 years. You're ready to rock and roll. You're going to, I'm, I'm going to guess, frankly, that based on that, you're probably going to double the retirement account, you know, just in terms of its growth plus what you contribute somewhere around there. Let's say you have two, maybe two and a half million. I think two and a half million is probably a pretty good guess. And the the non-retirement assets, presumably, you'll add some to that because you're going to be having this money that's freed up. So you got three and a half million, four million bucks. I think you sound like you're in really good shape. Is there anything big that is likely to occur upon retirement? Is there something that you guys want to do or you know kind of what what's the game plan going forward nothing super big i i I mean you know we have been talking about taking some of this mortgage money and you know uh maybe splurging on a trip to europe with the kids yeah Uh, i like that idea yeah yeah in the next year or two because my oldest one's graduating this year my youngest one he's a freshman and so you know he's got three more years Mm -hmm. until he's out um so so, yeah, definitely probably a super big family trip in the next year or two. Okay. And then other than that, nothing super big. Okay. So I think that what you want to do is for the first year or two, while you have this extra mortgage money, what you're going to do is you're just going to beef up the emergency reserve fund. Either use the $1,800 a month to 
put it into the non-retirement or the emergency fund. Just beef that up because you're going to have a big trip. You're uh, you've got the college to pay for. Just I'm guessing that 19 is going to be the year where you bank that money. You don't have to. I mean, you could investment invest it. I wouldn't go nuts with that because you have these big bills coming up. But when you are kind of around that corner and you've already taken the big trip and you've blown, how much money should we blow on this trip, Mark? What do you think? Mark's Mark's thinking, where do we want to go? You want to go to Italy? What should we? Let's plan Jim's trip. Okay, Mark wants to spend 15 grand on your family trip. How do you feel about that, Jim? Wow, that would be one heck of a trip. What? I I was about to say, you're low. Telercio always airs on the low side and I on the high side. I'm going to say that... The $1,800 a month, most of that is going towards the trip. Just deal with it. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be like 20 grand. How many, you got two kids, the two of you, you want to make it a great trip. Don't scrimp. Make it happen. You got a ton of money. Okay. Here's what I just did. I did a back of the envelope calculation. Considering that you're going to work for another 10, maybe 15 years, you're saving a great deal of money. You have already saved a great deal of money. Now, of the $1,800 a month, if you say, you know what, the first year or two, we're going to spend it on college, last year of college, big trip. What about after that? That's an interesting question. I think what you would want to do is essentially keep adding to your non-qualified account and crank on your savings while you have it. This is a terrific place to be. I mean, yes, you could spend a little bit. Maybe you say, you know, we're going to spend a few hundred dollars extra a month. That's fine. The one thing I want you to just be careful about is having that $1,800 and spending it all. The downside of doing that is that all of a sudden when you say to me, yeah, you know, we spend 150 grand a year. All of a sudden you say to me, well, it's not really 150. It's more like 200 because we've had this extra money and we've just been spending it. So I don't want you to necessarily get used to much more than you're spending now. You can do it a little bit. You can play a little bit. The kid's going to be gone. You know, I think you'll be you, you. That will be fine. But you've got an amazing base from which to build. So don't squander all eighteen hundred a month. Take a great trip, and you know you're you're paying for your kid's college education. What are either of these kids going to go to grad school? Uh, my son most likely will be going to grad school at some point in time, but. Um... Hopefully he can pay for that. Really? I love that you said that. You sort of said it as a mumble, but I'm, I, I presume that's going to be an, a conversation. Whatever you decide, just make sure you have a conversation about it, really. Because, you know, I, I deal with this a lot when, when parents sort of like sheepishly say, I don't really want to pay for grad school. I said, fine, just tell the kid. Let the kid decide what's the next best place to go, right? Because maybe if, you know, mom and dad are footing the bill, I'll say, you know, I'll go if I really I have nothing better to do. But if I'm footing the bill, I might really think a lot harder about whether or not that grad school is important to me and whether accumulating debt is worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And grad school won't be right after school. He'll definitely get into the market first, and then that'll be something to follow afterwards. I'm very excited for our trip. Uh, Mark and I are happy to help you. Mark is like a real Italy expert. I love Italy. Yeah, he loves Italy. He has Italian relatives who are still there. So if you need help with planning your Italian vacation, ask him. I can pop in and help you with uh, the UK and Paris. Uh, where else do we t- send him? Oh, Mark wants you to go to China. He said Europe. Come on. We've both been to China, which is an amazing trip, but it's a long trip and it's a little bit more expensive to get there. But once you're there, it's cheaper. All right. Yeah. Jim, Ohio, go and get yourself a great big travel book and try to figure out where you want to go and don't squander this mortgage money, okay? 
Sounds good. All right. Thank you so much for calling and good luck. Oh, thank you so much, Jill. Have Take a care. Day. Bye. Okay. That is it for the first Jill on Money podcast of 2019. Thanks so much to our caller, Jim. And thanks so much to you. Listen, we're relaunching this thing. I got new cover art. Tell me how you think the picture looks. Tell us what you want in this show. We do drop new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. We're thinking about dropping even more than that because we're getting inundated with questions from you. So if you have a question, ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. And I'm sure you'll, you won't be surprised when Mark Talercio, our executive producer extraordinaire, follows up with you and tries to book you as a guest on the program because we love hearing your voices. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman, and we're distributed by Cadence 13. We'll see you next week, and Happy New Year.